Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, Lord, we need a word from on high. I ask that you let me decrease, that you would increase in me, hide me behind this desk. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. Let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. So now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight. Oh, Lord, I praise you, glorify you, and give you all adoration because you're my strength. And, Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said amen. Come on, let's give God a big celebratory praise this morning. You can do better than that. Look at somebody and tell them, neighbor, I'm in the right place at the right time. Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the gospel of St. Mark chapter 8. St. Mark chapter 8. St. Mark chapter 8. If you're able to stand, please stand. We're going to verse 22. If you're able to stand in respect and reverence to the word of God. If you're there, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you. Amen. Amen. And it reads, and he cometh to Bethsaida. And they bring a blind man unto him, and he besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he spit, he put his hand upon him again, upon his eyes, and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell it to anyone in the town. And the word of God is blessed. If you would, this morning, first off, let me thank Sister Sierra, who is running sound this morning. Let's give her a hand. It's good to see our babies working and Sister Honor back there on the camera. I'm sorry, I got them mixed up. Nia, Mia, I'm sorry. They look the same to me. Amen. Running camera, why Brother Will is out this weekend. If you would uh, help me preach on the subject, the topic, see me through this. See me through this. See me through this. Um, trust to some is having a firm belief in the ability of someone. Trust is not that you believe that everything will go the way you want it to go. Because if that was the case, then every believer would think that life would be problem free. But the Bible records that you will have some trouble. Y'all with me this morning, which indicates that there is no way you can live this life 
without trouble. But as a born-again believer, I've discovered that trust can be best described as a trusted relationship under stress and trauma. A relationship under stress and trauma. I believe Solomon said it in Proverbs 3 and 5. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways get an understanding. He said, and watch this. He tells us that if we continue to trust in him, he will lead us the way we need to go. I don't know about you, but trust can be tricky because it seems hard to trust him when it looks like you're all by yourself. It seems hard to trust him when it's like you have exhausted all of your resources. And it seems like no one seems to care. You've exhausted all of your resources and no one have responded to your request. You prayed your best prayer. You don't look like you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. There's no silver lining on the other side of the cloud. It seems like you have no understanding, no way to know which way you're going. You're scratching your head, looking lost, spinning your wheels in the mud. But yet you're still supposed to have some trust. Trust can be so tricky because here it is. Trust sometimes make you wonder if someone is really listening to what you're going through. I just stopped by. I want to share with you that, listen, uh, if it comes to a point where you have to fall, stay there, trust and believe that that's not the last place that God will have you to be. In fact, I know that God is not only going to stop by, but God is going to lift you up in your situations. In fact, he's going to take you to a place to let you know that when you have to trust him, he can always be found. When you have to trust him, you can always depend on him. In fact, somebody ought to shout out, I'm trusting him even in the midst of this pandemic. I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him this morning. No matter what you're going through, what you're challenged with, no matter what you're dealing with, you have to learn to trust him in the midst of it all. Yeah, in, in, in this text, we see here John Mark, who was not one of God's disciples, but he accompanied Paul here in this text. He gives a description of Jesus yet still doing what he do, does best. Uh, he, Jesus had arrived to Bethsaida, and, and there's something that happens when Jesus comes. Uh, yeah, something happens when Jesus comes. And what I notice is when Jesus comes, the needy comes first. The text says right there, it says, and he brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. Sometimes it's best to be needy. Y'all ain't tracking with me this morning. Watch this. Sometimes it's good to be needy because now you know you can be the first to receive it. And some folk don't really know when to shout because had it not been for you being the first one at the church, you wouldn't have never felt what it felt like to touch the hands of Jesus. In fact, you were standing in line. Your last name had a G, but they let you go first because you were first in line. Sometimes it's good to be first. 
It's good to be needy because you'll be the first one to receive it. And I've discovered that some people just have to accept the fact that you're going to be needy for the rest of your life. Look at somebody and say, I'm just needy. I'm just needy. Yeah, it's all right to be needy but not greedy. And we as believers need to understand that in the process and in the time of your need, God is always willing to discover you. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw something because when we are needy, um, no one understands why you have gotten to that point. Uh, and, I, and I'm trying to keep it uh, sophisticated because oftentimes we get in the church structure and we forget about where we came from. Uh, some of y'all ain't tracking with me now. You didn't came in this morning feeling bad, but you knew you had to come to church, but act like you don't want to be here. Some folk that came in, your mind wasn't on Jesus, but he woke you up. That's something to lift, his, lift up his name for. And some folk need to recognize where you came from. We need to understand that it's okay to be needy. Look at somebody say, it's okay to be needy. It's okay to be needy. Watch this. When I looked at this text, when I looked at verse 22 and 23, it showed me something about Jesus that we always and already knew. When Jesus comes on the scene, everything changes. Everything changes when he comes on the scene. Listen, they knew who he was before he presented himself. Uh, he, they knew who he was, and when he came, they knew changes would take place. All right, he had traveled through Diopolis. He had traveled through Dalmanotha. And then now he's in a roundabout way getting back to Galilee. And here he is now at Bethsaida. And watch this. Each one of those towns were 25 miles away from each other. You know how rumors spread, how gossip get going, and social media pushed. Somebody had to understand who he was before he got there. And some folk need to realize, I'm glad that I knew who he was before he got here. Mama and them told me about him. Granny and them told me about him. Auntie and them told me about him. In fact, the deacons pray about him all the time. His name is Jesus. And here it is. Something has to change. When he comes, things changes. Here it is. He came to this town that was considered an impotent town. That's what Jesus called him in Matthew chapter 11. Bethsaida, this impotent town. And guess what? Moses says in Exodus 33, when Jesus it comes, something changes, he gives you rest. Matthew 18 says, when Jesus comes, he is always in the midst. 1 John 4 says, when Jesus comes, he brings love. Genesis 28 says, when he comes, he's a keeper. Psalm 16 says, when he comes, he brings joy. Revelation 21 says, when he comes, he's a dwelling place. Psalms 23 says, when he comes, he's a comforter. Gurningham said, when Jesus comes, the dead in Christ shall rise. I'm preaching it. You ain't saying nothing. Dry bones in the valley shall they live again. How many know when Jesus comes, he'll take your dad's situation and bring it back to life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, help me. Uh, so, 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 when Jesus comes, 
the scene, he comes on the scene, everything seems to change. Watch this, watch this. Look what he did. He took the troubled from a tainted environment. Uh, it's in your Bible. He took the troubled from a tainted environment. The Bible says he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. Y'all tracking with me? And listen, some folk ought to be glad that God grabbed you. I wish I had about three over here and I'll make four right here that can testify. I'm glad that God grabbed me when he did. I was in some messed up situations. In fact, I'm in a messed up situation right now. But God put his hands of grace and mercy upon me and took me out of that environment. I'm, I'm glad he, he took me out of a tainted environment. Yeah. Ain't it good to know that you got a God? Who knows when to take you from a place that can mess you up. Y'all ain't with me this morning. Some folk then forgot where they came from and how saved you really ain't. Excuse my vernacular. Some folk can really testify. The Reverend, I was acting unsaved just last night. In fact, my thoughts will make you think that I'm not saved. But when I look back over my life. And I think about the things that God has. I'm so glad that he decided to dip down in the pits of sin and pull a rascal up like me. It was his amazing grace, how sweet it sounds, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. How many can shout out, I was blind, but now I see. Uh, yeah, he, he took me from a tainted place. Jairus, the preacher, can say Jesus took him from a place of chaos. David said, Lord, you took me from simply out of the pits of hell. Uh, Lazarus said, you, can, you took me from death and you raised me up again. Jonah said, listen, you took me from the stomach of a nasty fish. You took me from a tainted place. And here it is. Here it is. When you're trusting God, you have to realize everything God does, he does for a reason. I, I, I was looking at this, this text and while I was putting my contacts in this morning, I, I was putting one in and as I was Holding uh, the contact. Normally, I pray before I do it because I want God to get me before I put anything on me. Uh, I, I began to put the contact in, and as I put it in, it broke. Somebody said, it can't break. Yes, it can. It, it broke right in my eye. And as I was looking in the mirror, I was trying to find the contact. And as I was looking for 
the contact, I, I began to feel pieces of the contact floating around my eye. Here it was, one good eye, one bad eye. And I'm asking God, why are you taking me through this? I'm trying to see my way to the church house. And some things we need to realize, listen, as I was looking, I was digging and I was pulling, I didn't realize, Sister Diana, that part of the contact was on my hand. The other part was in my eye. And when I took the contact out of my eye, I said, thank you, Jesus. What is he trying to tell me? He said, before you do anything else, the reason why I take you through it is so that you can see me first when you're going through. I wish I had somebody that could say, Reverend, some things I had to experience for a purpose because God was trying to make me into something. He was trying to make me some things you have to understand. God does it for a reason. Uh, yeah, he, he does it for a reason. He, he, he does things. God is so awesome. I often wonder why do he waste time with me? See, I'm going to talk about me. I ain't going to talk about you. I ask him often, why do you waste time with me? And, and I've discovered that when God wastes time with you, you should be thankful. Y'all ain't tracking. Somebody should shout right now that God took a little time out to come and see you when you was acting like baby's kids. You was hanging with Pookie and Ray Ray and them. You should have been dead somewhere sleeping in your grave a long time ago. But God took a little time out. So, so uh, the first thing I saw in this text, first little nugget I saw in this text uh, was that, uh, 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 and when it comes to asking him to see you through this, uh, trust him in turmoil. Trust him in turmoil. Watch this. When you're trusting him, you have to be able to trust him in turmoil. He not only, this man not only had problems personally because he couldn't see. But he had problems because he was surrounded by doubters. Uh, the, the, the city of Bethesda was, Bethsaida was a place where people doubted all the time. And people would always either doubt, question, or be reserved when it was things that was going to take place in a person's life. Uh, you, you, did you catch that? How ironic is it that we're living in a time today that people always seem to doubt or their question or act reserved what about what is about to happen? Uh, you, you with me this morning? You knew you was going to get your lights cut off when you didn't pay your bill. You knew you was going to lose your job because you didn't come to work. You knew you was going to lose that man because you never knew where he was in the first place. You knew you was going to lose that woman because after you got your check she was going to be gone. You knew that. Some folk need to realize you got to be thankful in the midst of your turmoil and trust God. Now you... You, you have to learn to trust him in turmoil because watch this. God's actions would have caused a turbulent reaction amongst the people. I, I was looking at this. I said, huh, huh, what? His actions will cause a turbulent. Re it will cause people not to act calm. Look what he did. Look what he did. Look what he did. 
The text says uh, he, he, he spit on them. Now let me help you real quick. What people don't understand is what's gross to them is glory for you. That, that, that's a shout cue right there. Some folks should be testifying. And listen, you might not understood why I had to eat rag bologna and cheese for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You didn't like it, but it was glory to me. You didn't understand why I drunk and drunk tang for drinks, but it was glory to me. You may not have understood why I had to use food stamps, but it was glory to me. Some things are gross to others, but they don't understand it's your glory. I wish I had some remember when folk in the house today. Remember when you wore your big sister's pants and her shoes, your big brother's shoes, and sometimes you had to wash and wear his dirty drawers because you didn't have none. I wish I had some. I remember when we used to come to church, they didn't have air conditioning. They had a big old country fan. They didn't have heaters. They had what they call a missile heat blower in the middle of the church. I remember when, but what's gross to you was my glory. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, and here it is, here it is. What we don't understand is that you got to learn to trust him in your trials because what's gross to them is glory to you. Now, they spit on him. He spit on him. And the text says, watch this, here was the custom of the belief. They believe that when Jesus would use his saliva, um, that was a sign of healing. But the Jewish custom was that anytime he would use his saliva, that was the remedy for blindness. Uh, Y'all just missed that. How many times have God spoken over your life? That's a shout. It took saliva for him to get that out. How many times did it keep you from laying prostrate in somebody's casket at, at Angela's funeral home? How many times did he speak over your life when your money was funny and your change was strange? Somebody ought to say, I'm glad he spoke over my life. Yeah, he, he spoke. And, and here was Jesus had to use the spit. Watch this. To communicate, communicate his intentions to heal. Help me, Holy Ghost. I, I was looking. I said he used his spit to 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 communicate he was going to heal. But you're God. Why would you have to do to tell somebody you're about to heal? He 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 showed me this. Brother Kenny showed me this. This is what he told me. He said, because your healing ain't for everybody. That should have got, got about two crazy folk that can say, Reverend, when I had cancer, I didn't go through the same procedure somebody else did. When I had diabetes, I didn't have to take insulin. Mine was different. How many know your blessing is different than my blessing? Your deliverance will be different from my deliverance. But I'm so glad that God decided to waste some time on me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hurry this up so I can get out your way. Trust him and turmoil him. 
And, and, and watch this. Watch this. Uh, I, I was, it said, and he had. Text says, and when he had spit. I'm trying to leave this one alone, but as I look at it, I... Because then I ain't got it all on here, Reverend Jones. Just a couple things I got on here. He said, when he had spit. Here it was. The trusting in the turmoil, when he had spit, was to prevent you from spitting on somebody else. Come here, Peter. Come here. Because God took you away from that environment. It was to keep you from putting your mouth on somebody else in the process of your blessing. I'm so glad God took me away from what he took me from because there was some times I wanted to cut some jokers ears off. Stab them in the back, cut them in the throat and call them everything but a child of God. But I'm glad he pulled me away. <laughs> Ah, he pulled me away. He, he didn't let me stay there because he knew if he would have healed me, I probably would have said some stuff. Y'all missed that. Some of y'all sitting around so cute. You got the mask on, but you still cussing. Uh, uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah. And I discovered that when, 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 Whenever God is in the midst of turmoil, there is always stability. <sighs> notice, notice how when, when the text says that he, he was in the midst of him and he had him with him, notice no one ran away. But Jesus took him away. And some folk need to realize when God has pulled you away, from some chaotic situations. You ought to be glad he kept you stable. I mean, how many can really testify that when God pulled you away, it seemed like you were standing a little better. He saw the best of me when everybody else saw the worst of me. So guess what? Even then, never could have made it without you. Now I'm stronger. I'm wiser. Why? Because God, you stabilized my way. Stabilize my ways. Huh? Uh, but the second thing I saw in the text, and I'm, I'm going to get out your way, uh, was uh, trust requires you to track him when you can't trace him. It requires you to track him when you can't trace him. The text says, and he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. You got to have trust to track him when you can't trace him. You must still continue to look for him even when you're trying to really find him. I know that's a double negative, and most folks probably saying, what kind of English is that? Listen, you can be looking for God and don't have true intentions on finding him. Can I help somebody today? You want to be saved, but you just ain't ready to give up some stuff. Y'all with me? I, I want to leave it alone, but I just can't because it feels 
So good. Let me let me get a little unsaved right now. I want to leave that joker, but he make me feel so good. I want to leave her, but she tell me I'm her handsome. I'm a rock. I'm her star and shining armor. But you got to be thankful that God is right there. You got to track him when you can't trace him. David says in Psalms 63, he says, while I was in the wilderness of Judah, I sought for you, Lord. I, Judah, I was looking for you. And, and here it is. I was trying to track you in the wilderness. I, I mean, I remember a time when, when I was in the world. As y'all do know, I was in the world. I ain't got nothing to lie about. I, uh, Fridays was the night. Crown Royal was on my list. About two and a half joints was on my table. And three women I was waiting to call. Ah, yeah, I know. Some of y'all, oh boy. Tell the story, tell the story. Pull out your black book, tell the story. Some of y'all still got black books. Still got some crown on ice. I'm just telling the truth, man. And lying and saying you got glaucoma, but you at the you at the store getting the weed. You getting it because it's legal. But 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 here 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 it is. It was it was hard for me to 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 track him. And trace him because I had no desire to be with him. But when I decided to, to track him, I found myself trying to trace him. I, I, I found myself saying, I'm doing this, but yet I don't see you. I'm doing this, but yet I haven't discovered what you really have for me. And you know what he told me then? He said, you can't live a double life. <clears throat> Y'all just missed that. If he was in the midst of doubters and non-believers, God had to pull him away from that lifestyle in order for him to begin the process of healing. Somebody should have shouted right there. He had to pull me away for him to heal me. He had to take me out for me to understand why I trust in him. Well, my time is up. Ah. Uh, The reason why I asked him to see me through this, because while I was blind, I still heard what people had to say. The reason why I asked him to see me through this because I was trusting that the Lord would make a way. Can I get a witness today? I'm, I'm leaving early because I struggle with people that say they found the Lord but when they're in the presence of God's people they act like they're still trying to seek his face 
Are you praying with me this morning? The reason why I ask him, Lord, see me through all of this because these problems that I have, I just couldn't seem to solve. I prayed and I prayed. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering how long. But oh, I turn it over to Jesus. Can I get somebody to testify that you decided to turn it over to the Lord? And how many know when you turn it over to Jesus, somebody can shout out, he will. Let's go get it, Earl. Ah, he will. He'll make a way. Somehow, can I get somebody to stand with me and say, Reverend, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm asking the Lord, Lord, why me? Why this? Why all of a sudden? Why so fast? Why all at once? And he said, you got to keep trusting in the Lord. You got to keep praising in the Lord. You got to keep trying to seek the Lord. Why? Because if you try and you trust, how many know God will take care of you? Won't he do it? Anybody know he will? Let me see you just wave your hand. If you know that God will see you through it all, the reason why I know he will, the Bible said when he touched him the second time, he began to see clearer. And the Lord told him, you got to move and don't tell nobody. And I discovered in your blessing, sometimes you got to know when to shout and know when to shut your mouth. You got to shout sometimes with your mouth closed so people can wonder how in the world did you make it through that storm? How in the world did you get that car? How in the world did you get that house? How in the world did you get that job? How in the world did you come out of cancer stage four? Sometimes you got to just shout and don't say a word. Why? Because the proof is in the pudding. You'll see my shout and wonder why. But you'll see my shout. And I'll know why, had it not been for the Lord on my side. Somebody said, where? Where? Where would I be? Let me tell you why. He's going to see you through it. One Friday, he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. How many know what he did? He died. Didn't he die from the sixth 
to the ninth hour the sun refused to shine the moon dripped down in blood the record records he was dead before lunch he was buried before dinner but how many know if you keep trusting in the Lord on a bad day he got up with power in his hands can I get somebody to just testify and said if he saw me through this he's gonna see me through that because God will God will God will God will make a way do me one favor just look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor be not dismayed whatever betime God will take care of you Anybody know he will? Won't he do it? Granny said he will. She said he's a will in the middle of a will. God will. Won't he do it? Somebody say yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. trying to keep my composure for 11 o'clock get a Sunday feeling but it's Sunday ain't it? when I think of his goodness and all he done for me somebody can shout out he did it won't he do it say yeah say yeah say yeah you can see, see me through this. I, I don't know what you're struggling with, but there's been many things I asked God to see me through. And guess what? The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings. I, I'm going to leave that line. Let's give God a hand clap of prayer. 